experimenting day by day.
see each one of you. I realize we're kind of few in, in number tonight. And uh, I meant to mention uh, today, Brother Mark and his family are traveling uh, today. I think they were going to Orlando. And so I'll uh, be much in prayer for them and their travels. And, and uh, but it's good to see you uh, here today. And I appreciate our, our service today and what we were able to, uh, to feel. And I uh, want you to pray for Brother Don. He'll be coming here in just a few minutes to uh, share with us in the, in the book of Revelation, and uh, he kind of got started in it last month. It seems like it's been a month since we've been uh, back here at, on, on first Sunday, but I uh, want you to pray for him. He has felt led to uh, come tonight and to uh, help uh, teach in this, in this study, so I want you to pray for him. Uh, Lord will just give him a word. Saying, we love you, brother. Thank you, man. I love you too. As I was talking about before, uh, the seven churches he sent, he had them to, to write down the, the things he had to say to them. Do you, do you think he's as, as concerned about our churches as that one? Sure. He just is just as concerned about it. He's, he's concerned with every minute. Every time you play the organ, he, he, he knows that. He, 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 he takes heed to that and he wants us to be the best people we can for him and that's what we should do we should everybody we talk to we should 
encourage them to be the best people they possibly can. Amen. Of course, he, like I said, he told John to write down all of the all the things that he saw, the, 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 the things to correct their failures also with, and he done that, these things, and and he brought those things to uh, some of their attention to, along the way, and Ephesus was Eph. Ephesus, E-P-H-E-S-U-S, was the capital of Asia Minor, the center of land and sea, and it was a trade, trade center. They, 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 they just, they, they, there wasn't no way they could keep people from coming there because it was a, it was a trade center, and uh, it was Alexander and Antioch in Syria, three of the most uh, influential cities in the eastern part of the Roman Empire, the temple. Of Diana, and I couldn't find. I, I I found about Diana in the Bible, but I I can't find nothing about the goddess Diana or the temple of Diana. Now, am I am I am I missing something there? Diana is the Greek goddess of the hunt. So it was. A, she was a Greek god. Greek guy, God. and 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 the the Diana I was talking about uh, read, read about was she was uh, she decided to go to her for a walk and she was raped, and the guy that raped her wanted his father to uh, create a, a marriage for him in that, and and she uh, had been defiled and, and messed up, and they and his brothers of hers. Didn't think that was too good an idea, and it turned out to be a bloody mess. But anyway, like I said, I couldn't find anything on on the goddess Diana or the. And he they they told him to write all the specifics down about people and places and events, and then it, it, it like I told you before they they did everything they could to uh, show them how to correct that and how to correct your situation, and those people. Probably, probably done better than we do a lot of times. Uh, <clears throat> I, I need somebody to tell me a lot of times where to, where to correct my situation at. Uh, Ephesus was the capital of Asia Minor, the central trade and sea trade done with, with Alexandra and Antioch. One of the three, uh, one of the three most important influential cities to be uh, in the eastern part of the Roman Empire. Uh, it was, it was pretty, pretty well organized, pretty well recognized, and they thought a lot about each other. Now, if I, think, if I mess that thing up, you're going to come up here and stand with me, aren't you? Okay. <laughs> uh, I, like I said, I apologize because I didn't find anything on Temple of Diana. Is there more? Than, there, there should be more than just a Greek goddess should be. I, I I would think there was. I thought I'd have, uh, say something, be able to say something that y'all didn't know about, but I can't do that. It, it was a, the 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 temple of Diana was a one of the wonders of the world at that time. And they was warned for three years about false teachers. Trying to lead them astray, take them out of their faith, away from their faith, and, and had re the church had resisted them at th to this point. The one walking in the midst of the seven candlesticks was Jesus. 
Christ committed the church of atheists for, for five things. Hard work, uh, patient enduring, not tolerating evil people, critically examining the claims of false apostles, suffering without quitting. You know, as they said, and it said that that was that's something that all churches ought to have today. They ought to be hardworking, hardworking and uh, enduring, not tolerating evil people, critically examining the claims of false apostles, suffering without quitting. Every church should possess these uh, characteristics, and um, John and Jesus stressed love for one another as a. Uh, Gospel, and, and you know I, that's something that, that God has done for me. When I first started out being anything, I, I, there's people I just didn't like. I couldn't couldn't make myself like them. But uh, I was mad at your daddy for a long time, carrying me all fishing one night and staying all night, and then then giving me all the fish. I had to go to work for for get fish clean. <laughs> Thing I thought about these churches um, as we start to get into them, you can see a lot of the things that uh, they're commended for. Certain churches are commended for certain things that they were doing, and, and then they were uh, reprimanded for uh, certain things they were doing or weren't, weren't doing. And uh, it, it's kind of kind of. Funny when you look at this and, and, and you look at today and, and churches today, uh, how a lot of them fall in the same category as these did, as these did back then. You know, and it's talking about in the good efforts that people had, they had at this time and trying to do that. It's, it's easy to lose your loving spirit. But after you get the loving spirit, it seems like that, that's a I mean, they don't nothing. Don't anybody seem to make me mad anymore? And I think he just took it away, refusing to uh, tolerate sin among the members. You know, once we start start accepting, and I and I and I tie a lot to where I used to go to church. There was a lady come in, sat down in the back seat, and she had a hat on. And I remember I went back there and told her she needed to take her hat off in the church. And then I was reprimanded several times because I did that. And they said there's a reason she did that. And I didn't know anything about the reason she did that. But I just don't think we need to start letting down on, on what we accept and what we don't accept. When we, when we start forgiving, forgetting uh, things anything and everything does so if you don't stand for something you'll stand for anything and <clears throat> we're living in a time of sexual impure immorality is, 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 a, is, is a bad thing right now and I remember when I was in the Navy I was coming back from the Mediterranean and when we pulled into dock that was the first thing somebody told me that the, it, things had changed, and they told me how it changed, and I just I just couldn't believe it. It changed that much, but it did. And uh, when we when we when we start looking at that stuff and don't and don't call a spade what it is, we uh, 
we'll, we'll eventually lose our, our, our effectiveness. As we uh, stand in the, in, the, in the community when they say, well, you need that, that Liberty Hill is, accept anything, accept anybody. And I'm glad it's not that way. And, and, and you, you, you don't, you, you lose your church witnesses as well. You know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not the best one to get out and talk, but uh, you know, I, uh, I enjoy meeting people and, and inviting them to church and telling them how I feel about God and stuff like that. I enjoy that. And uh, I think we, we need to do a lot of that. And we need to need to use God's word as what we call the truth of our church, not what people around the community are saying there or anything. And I don't think we have any problem with that. Yeah, we have to be careful when people say, "Well, what do you think about this?" Yeah. It don't really matter what I think about it. It's what the Bible says about it. Isn't? And, and, and you know the fact that it's the way we feel about Jesus compared to how we felt about him when, when he saved our soul. If we feel that way now, we, we're in the, in the right place doing the right thing. But I won't ever forget, I was coaching youth football then. And I and I and I told you late this morning back there what me and you talked about that we have gone through. I doubted I got all that off my conscience when when God come in and, and called my attention to it and led me. He he saved me that night. And uh, I he I didn't I, they had nobody draw me that way. I, he came to me. I guess he's tired of me living like I was living. You know, and I, I know I'm rambling around, but you know, we, we, we talk about the seriousness of sin and how it is in the community around us. How we, how we live with it, how we react to it, says a lot about the way we are. And <clears throat> And when I stop like this, I encourage you to just start talking and talk a lot. <laughs> but I, I remember after after I was went through my experience, I, I just I I didn't I didn't want that other stuff anymore. I was through with it, and God took it away from me, and He took it away from our friend too. But uh, that was, uh, I, and in my notes, it asked me if, if he loved God as much as we did the day that he come into our life and, and gave us. I don't know. I, I think about that, and I think about, well, I didn't know what, what was going on. I didn't know what to expect out of it. I think as we go through life, we learn to appreciate the presence of God in our life more than we did 
when we first started that walk because we didn't really know a whole lot about it at that point. But if you live long enough that you, where you lose your parents and you lose your, your brothers or sisters, um, I felt a peace. Now, I struggled with my dad. My dad was 51 years old when he died. We were on vacation. And he landed out. My sister and Brittany Hurst went out to eat when we came back and my dad was, was gone. Ben was three and a half months old. So, you know, we were just getting started. But and I struggled a little bit with that, about why my dad had to go that early. And I uh, didn't get to, he didn't get to, my grandson didn't get to know him. My granddaughter, I mean, my son didn't get to know him, but my daughters didn't get to know him. Um, then lost my mom. And uh, I was holding her hand when she passed away. But through the years, there's been a peace with with the passing of loved ones, close loved ones. Um, uh, my sister uh, died unexpectedly. She was not she had rheumatoid arthritis, uh, not in the best of health with that, but we didn't expect her to pass away. But uh, when she did, I this phrase came across me. It says, Well, she died in her sleep. You know, I said, Well what better way to go? You go to bed in your bed at night and you wake up in glory. You know, the hurt was there. Don't get me wrong. You can't lose your mother, father, or your sister, or your brother without it hurting terribly. But there's a comfort that comes with it too if we have him in our life. That's right. And, and without him, I don't know how people do it without him. I was I still remember the day that my dad died. I was at work. And they come in there and tell me, told me my dad had passed away. And Pat, my son, was there with me, and he was in the bathroom. And I, I, I remember I went by there, and I said, are you about finished? And he said, I think so. I said, well, your granddaddy's passed away. And we drove 50 miles from Birmingham with that on our mind. And uh, see, he's 76 when he did. He's he really about the same age as me. Then I always thought I'd outdo him in everything, and I, I live longer than him most of the time. But I, I, maybe I'll make it 76, and I'll, I don't care. But he used to tell me all the time he wasn't a bit afraid of dying, and I thought he was just a brave, brave man. But I had to get to that point in my life where I knew that uh, dying wasn't bad. It just brought on the, the price early. And Paul committed the Church of Ephesus for their love of God and other people. And um, some, of the, some of the older people that was in it then had lost some of the zeal that they had for God. And then the next generation that come along had lost some too. And then it was just it was just a a struggle. Uh, they had to. They had to. Had to. Had to handle that first. And and and, and their love for God and love for other people, that can be considered a busy church if they're taking care of each other. Where it says here. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left 
thy first love out beside Miss Thompson chain. It, it's got reference love grown cold, and uh, and that can happen, and it happened to this church at Ephesus. Um, uh, why it's important to always stay afresh with God and to stay prayed up because it is easy to get complacent and uh, although he complimented them here on in the second verse of, of things they had done uh, here they're here they're reprimanded and, and uh, uh, something you said a while ago about church discipline or uh, standing for what's right and, and it is important that we that we do but it's also important that we do everything in a loving way um, in a in a way that's and uh, I'll always appreciate uh, sister Renee's daddy brother Troy Halbrook um, when I was real young he taught a uh, he taught a class over at Bethsaida Church on parliamentary procedure, and uh, for us young young men, uh, he was explaining how the how the church uh, basically adopted the Roberts Rule of Order to to because you have to have some kind of order in in, in business and all that you do. Um, but he he said something that always stuck with me. He said, "Never let that override the Word of God." and always stay in the spirit in everything that, that we do. And uh, there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of hurt feelings. Uh, you could probably go to every church around and find where there's been hurt feelings over something that was said or done, maybe a disciplinary action that was taken by the church. Um, but if it's done in a way in love and do the gospel steps, uh, we don't want we don't want these folks hurt any more than they are. We want them, we want we want them drawn back to the Lord. Amen. That's our, that's our goal. And and uh, uh, and how we go about it. Um, a lot of times, our uh, just just our character, our uh, uh, the way that we go about that has a lot to do with the results that we that we uh, that we get out of it. But I, I, I appreciate the, the, the men in my life that when they had to take a stand on something, and I always pray that, I'm one that always prays that everything will go in order, we won't have to, uh, and, and so far I'm, I'm, I'm glad that my short time of pastoring churches around the county uh, never had to encounter a whole lot of anything that, that, that was touchy situations and all, but but if we'll do it in a loving way, pray to God, it'll all work. I think that if we if we'll just if we don't have to accept what they're doing, but accept them, the people. That's 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 the key to the, to to what you're talking about. I think is there's a church to handle people, not to accept what they're doing. But to accept them and, and and draw them into what we're we're trying to do is the, is the right thing. Uh, and he talked about that their light might could go out, and he talked about that Jesus 
made the remark he, Ed, that the candlestick might go out or he might just take it out himself. He said that would, that would be a, a, a bad thing to happen. Then the church would lose its effect as, as an effective church. Sure. And, 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 and of course, we were talking about today about, about what our church is, and it's supposed to be a light to the community around them. And Chris, and when Chris come to my house and made a comment to us, it was trying to, it'd be a shame for a community to lose a church. That was, that, that meant a lot to me. And uh, we've got some neighbors that I wish would, 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 would come along. Amen. Nickelodeons, I didn't, I didn't find much about that either. Is it Nickelodeon? Is that the way you pronounce it? Which one of the churches? It's, uh, it's in the sixth verse. Nicolations. Nicolations. Oh, well, I was, that's why I, I couldn't do it. I, I was calling it wrong, I guess. For believers who had compromised their faith in order to enjoy some of the sinful practices of the Ephesian society. Now, that, that, that kind of thing happens pretty regularly. You know, people will, will compromise what they're believing and what they're saying in order to be a part of what the world has to offer. And that's a bad situation to be in, too. It's pretty prevalent in big cities like Ephesus. It was a trade center. We've got cultures coming from different parts. You know, if you're an isolated city and you don't have that outside influence to bring in all these things that you've never seen are not spark of interest or something that's one thing. But big, big trade center. Um, yeah, you go to, to New York City, and every language in the world is spoken in New York City. Um, you go over here to Bloodsville, if you can speak English and Spanish, you do pretty well. <laughs> you know, we're not a big trade center. If you live out in the country like we do, yeah. it's, it's a, we're sheltered. But this is, you know, this city would be more like a, you know, a New York or a Chicago. Mm -hmm. so it was an international trade center at this time. So there was all sorts of um, different um, religions and things brought through that city. And I think it sparked an interest in some of these people. They, they kind of liked what they saw in somebody. <laughs> and, and turned away from their first <clears throat> You know, and, and also I talked about, said that the, these people looked at the Nicolaitans, is that what you said? All right. That this, that was a, the Hebrew word for uh, Bolomites. Uh, is it Bolomites? Or am I saying it wrong? Balaamites. Maybe why I didn't, didn't find anything on <laughs> it. You know, uh, in this, at this point, Jesus had said to John to, to commend the, the church of Ephesus because they hated, hated the work of those people. Some of the people had done some things. They hate, hate the work, but don't hate the people. And, and he, he talks to us about being kind to them and accepting them, but don't, don't accept them. I've, I've, I've heard that all my life, to, to be kind to people and not accept what they're doing. And, uh, this morning, talking about our founding fathers and all, it's all goes to me about the acceptance, but, you know, 
how much we have to appreciate that we did have our founding fathers that stood for God and that it was based on God. Because right now, I would hate to see what our leaders would write. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, as, you know, we're a free country and everyone, you know, of course wants to come here and that's, you know, that's fine. I see that. But we, we've tried, you know, instead of them conforming to us, they want us to. We're, we're being conforming, trying to conform to them and that's just, you know, to me it's not right. We, you know, we're still supposed to be one nation under God. That's what we're, you know, if they don't believe that way, they, they can believe how they want in their religion, but we have trying to conform to, to their ways, like taking you know prayers out of school, all that for these people that's come that don't think they should be, you know. And I don't, I just don't, I hate, I hate that part, you know, that we you know, we're, we're conforming to it, and then they're running us instead, you know. Well, it's you know, and, right. and, and, and it's not right. And then you notice that our president called all uh, some of the Democratic governors together to talk about what to make it make the Roe vs. Wade thing right for, for the people, uh, the men women of the world. My wife says very, very plainly, and she tells me, she said, if they don't want to have a baby, don't, don't, don't make one. Mm, yes, that's where you got a choice. The women, you know, the, the women supposed to have rights over their own body, but you know, if you try to kill yourself, what happens? going into a hospital, you know, and if you was to kill the child on your own, you'd be in prison, but you can let a doctor do it, you know, it's all that is where we've conformed too much and, you know, to other ways that they came here and we're, we're conforming and it shouldn't be that way. You know, if you're in America, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of bothers. It, it bothers me that when I buy something, there's two 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 different languages to put it put it together. That's what I was just telling Renee and Jean this morning. Uh, you know, if we're going to, to if we went to France, you're not going to expect them to to change everything for you. It, you know, when you we spent a lot of money on all in different versions, and it's in America. <laughs> I think well, right, you know what we would have to do if we went there. It all comes down to that we love people. That's hey, what you love them, but you don't have to love what they did. But you right. love, and people respond more to love than they will. Sure. You know, if you're trying to throw it in their face, you know. But that's the thing, you know. And here in America, we love we love you, but you don't have to conform to it. Neither I understand people wants to come here. Who wouldn't? We're free country. This is a free country. And, but we were founded on a certain, a certain thing on God. And we're getting further away from that all the time. I just appreciate the ones that did stand for that. You know? Stand for good, yes. And that, you know, we, as when we're thinking of any kind of elections, we need to be to looking at who stands for what we stand for. Sure. You know? And if they believe in abortion, that right there ought to be it. <laughs> turn, turn, turn them off. That ought to be a no big clue right there. Not to vote for them. You know, I've, I have been a lot of times, I've had the desire to invite some Mexican people to our services. And then I, I didn't know why I should or not. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Need some. Need one of them up here in TCS. <laughs> no, I, 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 I think the thing that we got to do is remember to love, love each other, and, and 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 we don't like you said. We don't have to accept what they do, but love them for what they are and what they what they're trying. Well, God's people. You got to try to win as many people, no matter what color, race, or whatever. <laughs> you still love them. You know, it talked about in the seventh verse, talked about uh, God had placed two different kinds of trees in the center of the thing. And, and the tree of good and evil, and the tree of that, uh, the other one that's brought, you know, Adam and Eve had a choice. They didn't have to eat that. They, they was they was hoodooed. And when they ate that they was turned out into the world from then on and had to make their own way after that. And if they had stayed and done right, they would eat from the tree of life and live forever. And we we would too, and uh, like like I said, it, they uh, they was kicked out of the garden right right about that time. It says the city of uh, Smyrna. Yes, is is that? Smyrna. I have a hard time pronouncing these names. Was twenty five miles north of Ephesus. It was nicknamed. A part of the uh, part of Asia, and the church in the city st struggled with Christian and non-Jewish populations. They they struggled with that. They, they, they you know, and I guess that's that's the kind of thing we're doing right now. We're struggling with the population that's overtaking us gradually. And Jesus commanded the church of Smyrna for maintaining their faith while suffering. He then encouraged the believers that that they need not fear future of their of them because it, if something happens, and like I said, talking about a while ago about my dad, my dad used to tell me all the time he wasn't a bit afraid of dying, and I didn't understand it, but it bring on the prize earlier. And I had to get to the point where I, I understood that, that God would give me a place in, in eternity. And it says persecution comes from Satan, not God. And he says here, it talks about he'll either they'll go through condemnation and some of them will be thrown in prison and be killed. But they didn't have to worry about that. It's like my dad that didn't worry about dying. How much longer do I need to ramble around? <laughs> you feel like you're done. I'm not done. <laughs> Notice here in this ninth verse concerning the church at Smyrna. Um, he said, I know thy works and tribulation and poverty but thou art rich. And I think he was he was referring to this church being spiritually rich. Uh, and, and, uh, and we've talked about that recently, that uh, 
It's not what it's not what is in our bank account or what's the house we live in or the car we drive, but it's what we have with the Lord that makes us rich. And and uh, and here the angel uh, pointed that out. I said that the believers didn't didn't need, didn't have to be worried about dying because like I said earlier it'll bring on the eternal eternal life eternally and and and, and I hope I hope that my kids can get to a point they understand that uh, I didn't understand it when my dad used to tell me but I, I do I understand more and more of it all the time it said it Smyrna was famous for athletic games, and it said, "It said if we uh, if we do do as we're supposed to do, and and stay true to it, that we can be the winners of that of, of a trophy ourselves." And that trophy was eternal life. He tells them to be faithful unto death. Faithful unto death. And I'll give you the crown of life. You know, and, that, and that's not the easiest thing for a man to come to realize right off the bat. He, he has to think about that for a while. He has to study on it. That that, that that is the prize, but to stay faithful to the end. Uh, I don't know where I am or not. I've tried. I said that... Uh, Believers and unbelievers will experience physical death on earth. Then the time will come when all will, will be resurrected. Believers in Jesus will, will be, they'll have the eternal life. It says that those who, who, who don't believe in Jesus Christ or who oppose him will be resurrected to be judged and sentenced to the second death eternally. Separation from God. Yes, you could say it like this. Those of us that follow Christ and have accepted Him will be resurrected to eternal life, and those that haven't will be resurrected to eternal death. They go, they go for that other death that He won't be fun with. No I remember when, where I worked at. There was a guy come to me one day and he said, what have you got going on that I don't have going on? I said, uh, I, I, know, I see you're happy. Happy with the, with the result of, of life. And I told him that I wasn't happy until I got God in my life. When God came into my life, He, uh, he straightened me and Kathy out. Jane. Sure did. And it talks about city of Pergma, Perg Pergamus. It says it was built on a, on a hillside, a thousand feet above the countryside. You could kind of kind of get complacent there and feel like there wasn't anything going to bother you up there, would it? It created a natural fortress, but it was also a. Uh, 
for for other uh, for cults. The chief god of A S E L P U S. How do you pronounce that? All right, little lady. It's time for you to tell me what this is. Which one? It's in the twelfth verse. Talk about uh, A S A A. No. Well, anyway, the God of healing. It said there's people coming from all over the world to be healed. And it's, it's uh, what it had as a, a, a symbol was a serpent. And said it was, and like I said, they said there was people coming from all over the world to be healed. And uh, I can. I can test to that. I'm not, I'm not too, I don't know why I go to face up to a snake to be healed or not. <laughs> but, and that's why it said Romans used their, their swords for authority and judgment. Jesus used his two-edged sword, represents God's ultimate authority over overall eternal life. And like I told you, after after the wind blows over this about twice, I can't even read what I wrote down. The, those people in Pergamos was uh, hadn't they had extremely different ways of life for Christ. They were were facing internal and external issues to get them to come come off their faith some, but I guess they didn't. It's a whole idea. I'll stop right there and try to study this a little more.